you know, you go home from the doctors after having your third baby, they're like, don't lift more than 20 pounds and, you know, rest up for a couple weeks. And you're like, yeah, okay, we're at the park two days later and I've got, a, you know, a toddler and a baby and I'm definitely holding 40 pounds. And so it's always funny to me. How do you create a healthy life for yourself and your family when you're a busy parent of three and an entrepreneur? Welcome to the Best You Podcast, where we teach you the healthy habits you need to look and feel like your best you. My name is Nick Carrier, and I'm an entrepreneur and fitness trainer who has coached over 500 people through my program, The 10-Week Transformation. Lindsay Baumgren is the founder of Nourish Move Love, fitness trainer and mom of three littles aged six and under. Lindsay has built a massive fitness brand over the past eight years, all while giving birth to three kids. She knows that fitness makes her a better wife, mother, and friend, and she wants to share that with others by making home workouts free and accessible to all. Today, y'all are going to learn how she builds her schedule to make time for her health and fitness, what weekly habits she has to set herself up for success nutritionally, and how she prepares meals for her whole family, which is an absolute golden nugget, so be sure to stick around for that part. For now, it's time to get closer and closer to your best you with Lindsay Baumgren. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Best You Podcast today. I am super excited to be joined by the one and only Lindsay Baumgren. Uh, Lindsay, I'm really excited today because today we're going to talk all about how a busy parent and entrepreneur like yourself creates a healthy life for you and for your family. There's so many people out here uh, who are listening today who struggle with that same exact thing. And so let's just dive right in. I'm I know you film a bunch of workouts for your community and for everybody who follows you in your community on YouTube and all that sort of thing. So I am interested in how you go about scheduling your life so that you can get the workouts in that you need. Because as you just mentioned prior to hopping on, you've got three kids, you've got two boys, a girl, a six-year-old, a four-year-old, and a one-year-old. You've been building this brand since 2015, so eight years ago now at the time of this recording. And so you kind of have gone through building your brand with three different pregnancy pregnancies and such. So talk to us about how you create your schedule and calendar in a manner so that you can prioritize your workouts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's no simple answer to that. I would say, and honestly, it changes in every season. As you mentioned, I've had three babies. And so the seasons of life have certainly ebbed and flowed. Um, but really it does. I am, I am a scheduler and I do love having a schedule and having a plan. And so something that's always been part of my rhythm and routine and granted, I say always, but like, obviously, when I'm newly postpartum, like life flows, and there's times you just have to give. Uh, but I, I typically I have this like cool notepad, I could show it to you. <laughs> little notepad. It's sitting right next to me. <laughs> and it has all my days scheduled out. And so on Sundays, I just sit down and so I can see my week at a big picture. And I know the days that I need to get up early to get my workout in the days that I have more flexibility I can do it over lunch or later in the afternoon, the days we have shoot days or we're filming and I need more rest or recovery based on so I'm, I'm a pretty big planner and planning it in. And I just know that it's part of my rhythm and routine that makes me feel better. Um, you know, like, so I think we come into, you know, just like motherhood or I don't know. And we think like, oh, it's just, it's in a, like an Olympic sport, <laughs> like raising three humans while running a business. I feel like it's, you need high performance energy. And so um, you need to operate. Like if I want my body to perform, I need to prioritize sleep and fitness and, you know, my mental health and nutrition, like all these things. Um, you know, it's every day. The, yesterday I had a teething baby. We slept horribly. Like you got to ebb and flow and adjust your schedule and have flexibility. But mm. so if it's not a, on my calendar, a, it's not happening. Yeah. So as a mom, do you usually 
plan out your like one week at a time with your with your workouts or one day at a time or is, is it one week and then kind of like depending on what's going on that day I've got to pivot and and adjust a lot yeah um I'm working on my rigid personality I have a rigid personality I'm working to be more flexible because that's obviously a requirement for motherhood I'm a one week at a time I love to have a plan and then I need to know that within that plan I need to flux right so like example I had a baby, you know, one of my, my youngest got a call from daycare. He was sick. We had to go pick him up, get him to the doctor. He was home yesterday. We had a shoot day, like praise Jesus for grandma and grandpa who could come to the rescue um, and watch him. So I could still work all day yesterday, but just constant ebb and flow and flexibility and knowing that, okay, so I got to pick him up early. I'm going to swap a stroller run with my baby for my lifting session or vice versa. So having flexibility within that, but I love having a, like a, a weekly plan. Um, yeah. Um, I'm curious, what has been the toughest season of your life to maintain your fitness? <laughs> oh, you know, there's like the, the pregnancy postpartum is always interesting. It's hard to stay motivated during pregnancy, but I always, um, I mean, all my, all three of my labors were my hardest workouts I've probably ever done in my life. So I'm really grateful I did uh, that coming back postpartum. It's really hard to find motivation to find time that finding consistency, you're like, finally, I'll get into a rhythm routine and then regression, sleep regression, teething. I mean, there's always something to hold you back or to be an excuse, I guess you could say. So, and it's hard because you're like, I'm pushups are harder than they've ever been. Everything is hard. (laughs) Everything is hard in that postpartum season. Uh, But honestly, for me, fitness is like the one consistent thing that has, that has been in my life. I, I was a, you know, a high school athlete, a college athlete, fitness is like a consistent thing. And so for me, postpartum is more for my mental health. That had nothing to do, honestly, with like my physical, physical health. I know that that plays together, obviously, but it was my mental health. Like I need that, like me time that for my mental health. And so I know it just makes me a better mom, a better wife, all those things. So uh, postpartum, but my motivation was my mental health. Yeah. I think that's really important to point out because oftentimes we can get so caught up in I'm sure people get caught up in postpartum of, I can't do anything close to what I used to be able to do. And you're saying like, that's not what it's about. It's about like giving yourself the time, giving yourself the mental clarity and like a space to be able to have time to yourself and burn off frustration or anything that it might be. Um, Was there anything that you felt like you learned maybe after the first pregnancy or maybe after the second that allowed you to maybe navigate the second or the third a little bit more gracefully than the previous ones? Yes. So much more grace than my previous ones. And my first one, well, first off, I mean, I film workout videos as a living. And so it's like, you know, I need to have six pack abs in order to be, a, you know, in this, like to be someone that's considered a fitness expert. And, you know, so I felt all this pressure kind of to like, you know, get that body back as soon as possible. And I think I, I put too much pressure on myself and Um, it just takes time, especially if you're nursing for me, it's like, just, you know, if you're looking at it in terms of weight loss or, you know, it, my body just naturally holds on to an extra 10 pounds while I'm nursing. My body needs that fat reserve, those stores so I can produce milk for my baby. And so like, it just, it takes time. Honestly, it took me, I like 14 months after each baby to feel like I had gotten back to my, you know, pre-pregnancy kind of self. And that sounds like a long time. And in that first one, it feels really long, but I knew that going into my second one. So I was like, okay, allowing myself more grace, more flexibility. And my third child, it was like, honestly, it was so different because part of my workouts were just like running to the park on the weekends with the kids being so active with the kids. Like, 
you know, you go home from the doctors after having your third baby, they're like, don't lift more than 20 pounds and, you know, rest up for a couple of weeks. And you're like, yeah, okay, we're at the park two days later. And I've got, a, you know, a toddler and a baby, and I'm definitely holding 40 pounds. And so it's always funny to me, when you see a mom working out, you see women working out, and they're using five pound weights, 10 pound weights. But then I see that same woman walk out of the grocery store, pushing a cart loaded with over 50 pounds of groceries, holding a 25 pound toddler on her hip, and probably doing something else in the other arm. And I'm like, you are the load you're carrying is so much more. Um, so it just the importance of strength training and motherhood is like full circle. But uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I feel like oftentimes people don't associate with what they do in the gym with the things that they're doing in everyday life. And they think like, I've just always picked up a 15 pound dumbbell and I've never picked up a 25, 30, 35, 40, whatever it is. And so it just seems like a foreign, foreign thing to do. Um, I'm, I'm curious to dive into the nutri your nutrition side of things, how you kind of set yourself up for success each week nutritionally. So I guess go through some of those habits that you do to set yourself up for success nutritionally. Is it okay, I go grocery shopping, I come up with kind of a meal plan for the week or none of that. Like what, what, what exactly do you do to set yourself up for success nutritionally, both for yourself and for the rest of your family? Yeah, for sure. And it's, you know, again, it ebbs and flows in all seasons of life, but kind of something that has stuck with me or been an underlying current. I'm really fortunate before I ever had babies, I was really big into meal prep. I did fitness competitions for an era of my life. And that will teach you how to meal prep because you have to make, you know, 10 chicken breasts at a time, 10 pieces of tilapia. Like my diet was like tilapia, asparagus, half a grapefruit. It was like so dialed in um, when I was in that fitness competition space, but that taught me how to meal prep and something I'm really grateful for. Cause I just know meal prep sets you up for success. Right. And so as a busy, you know, mom entrepreneur now, like just, it's the same concept meal prep and it's, it ebbs and flows, like I said, in all seasons, but whenever I'm making something, so now specifically it is, I, I create a plan. Like I said, I like to have a plan. So typically I, on Fridays at the end of my work day, I will be like, okay, going into, cause weekends, typically when I do my grocery shopping, here's my meal plan. Look at our week, the next week I had like Wednesday night's church night. Okay. So it's gotta be quick and easy. Cause we've gotta be there by six 30, you know, Thursday night Bella has dance. Brody has soccer this night, like looking at kids activities and knowing which, which nights I have nights to give a full 30 minutes to cooking and which nights we got to do something from the freezer, something quick, whatever it is. Um, and I do a meal plan according to that. And then I grocery shop according to that. And then whenever I do have that 30 minutes to actually make a meal, which is usually my Sunday nights and my Monday nights earlier in the week, I'm always double batching those meals. So I'm taking Sunday, double batching it, throwing that in the freezer either for later in the week or for the following week. And then during that week, I'm pulling from last Sunday. So always double batching whenever I'm cooking right now, I literally have a six pound pork butt on our Traeger smoking, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> um, awesome. you know, so it's like, I'm always cooking in bulk. I'm using big pieces of meat. The six pound pulled pork is going to get us through tonight, but then I'm also going to have a freezer stash for next week. Mm. Yeah. I think that's so key. Both couple things to point out is first off, you're doing your prep for next week on Friday. So you're giving yourself plenty of time in advance to really have some perspective on what's going to be going on next week. And then you identify the specific challenges or the things that are going on in your calendar that will make it so that you actually have less time to prepare, therefore setting yourself up for success. Like, okay, I'm going to have 10 minutes to throw together something really quickly. What can I, what can I put together? Um, okay. I'm going to actually have 30 or 45 minutes this night. I can make this this night. So I think that's really helpful as well. You used to be super dialed in with your nutrition. So I'm sure that, you know, a lot when it comes to the different macronutrients and the different things that you need to fuel your body properly. Are there any things that you're 
tracking now when it comes to your nutrition or is it more just like I have a pretty darn good idea of how much of protein is in this or how much fat is in this? Like talk, talk to me a little bit about how you go about either tracking nutrition or at least knowing that you're having the confidence that you're getting the things that you need to get. Yeah. So I don't adhere to any specific like dietary really guidelines. I'm pretty much like I eat anything, everything in moderation type of, you know, the 80, 20, not what anyone wants to hear because it's just like, you just got to eat real food. Everyone's like, give me the quick fix. Uh, but I, that's kind of what I adhere to, but I don't track anything specifically, but there are seasons where I will track something. If I feel like, um, you know, I'm not feeling as great. I'm feeling sluggish. I'm feeling a little bit bloated or just think, you know, whatever. Then I go to tracking sugar and I look at my sugar intake and it's usually because that's gotten a little bit out of control. And so then I'll try and dial it in and stay under like 35 grams of added sugar. So I'm not talking an apple. I'm talking about anything with a label on it a day. So I'll go into like that 35 under 35 grams. And then it'll just help me like get back on track to like what I know makes me feel good. Um, and then more recently, like we're in the middle of shooting a new program, our new year's program. So we're filming a ton of workouts. My schedule is pretty rigorous and I've been feeling depleted. And so I'm like, okay, I I'm not getting enough protein. Like something is lacking in my diet. I feel super depleted. My recovery stinks. Um, so I've been tracking protein just recently, uh, just because I'm like, I am not getting enough. Like at breakfast, I'm having two eggs and avocado toast. That's like 12 grams of protein, not enough to start my day, especially if I'm going into filming workouts all day. Like I need oatmeal or yogurt with a scoop of 20 grams of protein. So I'm getting that plus two eggs. So I'm getting a minimum of like 40 grams of protein at breakfast now. So really front loading my day with protein as much as I can, because I know that I'm not as good about getting it in throughout the day as it tapers. You know, I strive for my number one thing is striving for protein and produce at every meal, protein and produce at every meal are my go-tos, but right now I am tracking protein. So nothing all the time, but there are seasons of life where like, if I feel sluggish, lethargic, I'll start dialing in my nutrition a little bit more. Yeah. You threw out the number of daily, if you're checking your added sugars, because you feel like you're feeling sluggish, try to stay under the 35 grams of, of sugar a day. What about uh, the protein? If you're tracking your protein, what, what's that number that you're going for usually? Yeah. Trying to do like my body weight, but that's pretty difficult. So like I'm striving for a hundred grams, a hundred grams a day is kind of my goal, but like if I can get over that hundred, 130, 135 grams, um, but a hundred, a hundred grams is, is my goal. Yeah. Well, I want to stay on this protein thing because there's a lot of people who are listening who are also working on potentially a protein goal because a lot of people that listen to this and people that I work with aren't counting their macros are not dialing into every single thing that they're putting in their body, but they know that protein is really important and often people are well below where they need to be, especially people who are active and everything like that. So what are some things that you do throughout the day to make sure that you're getting it enough? You know, you mentioned before a workout, I might have oatmeal, eggs, and protein powder and stuff like that. What are some other things that you do throughout the day to make sure you're getting sufficient protein in? Yeah. So I do love breakfast. And so I really try to front load my day with protein. I find that that helps me really. Um, so front loading my day. So really striving for 40 grams, which I'm usually getting through like either protein oatmeal or protein yogurt. So a scoop of protein in my oatmeal or yogurt plus two to three eggs. So that will get me to that like 40 gram goal in the morning. And then, like I said, at lunch, I'm going for protein and produce. I actually just have it sitting next to me. I have like leftover chicken stir fry from last night. And then after, and then after this call, I'm going to have a protein bar that has 20 grams of protein in it. G2G bars are my favorite. Um, so I'm going to have a protein bar. So that'll get me at least to another 40 grams of protein at lunch. So that's up to 80 now. So now I'm sitting probably pretty good. And I know that tonight we're going to have pulled pork. And so that'll get me to my 100 goal um, for the day. But so just kind of like try to be really cognizant of it 
because it's hard to get, you know, solid protein and snacks, but having egg, I'm an egg fanatic. So if you don't love eggs, I'm sorry, but eggs are like my go-to, but there's not, you know, one egg isn't like a ton of protein as much as we think. And so I am reliant on like an easy, as a busy mom, an easy scoop of protein powder is just so easy to add it up. And then, like I said, a lean protein at every, you know, I'm protein at every meal almost. Yeah. Awesome. I love it. I love it. I appreciate that breakdown. Uh, so we talked about kind of fitness, talks about nutrition. Now I'm kind of interested to dive a little bit further into how you've gone about building this brand amidst having three kids, right? You're a wife, you're a mom of three kids. And again, you started in 2015, if I have that correct. And your first kid came maybe a couple years after that. And then a couple years after that, and then a few years after that. So I know it's a not necessarily a super specific question, but talk to me about how you've been able to both kind of mentally, emotionally, and practically go about and navigate building a brand amidst all that. Yeah. I mean, I wish I could say it was like one easy journey, but that has definitely not been the case. And I think a lot of people see, you know, where I might be now eight years into my business and think like, wow, you know, it's like an overnight success story. She's got, you know, all the, you know, followers on YouTube, Instagram, all this stuff. It just like happened. And that is definitely not the case. I mean, it has been grinding for eight years. And yes, fortunately I started my business before I had kids. So I love to work, probably work too much. I'm a workaholic by nature and trying to scale back. I know hustle culture, all that stuff, but like building a business is nothing short of a hustle. <laughs> Anyone who is an entrepreneur knows that you quit your nine to five so you can work more than you've ever worked in your life. Like yeah. within that there's flexibility, but you rarely take advantage of it because it's like my fourth baby. It's actually like my first baby, I say, because I had it before I had kids. So I had two years where I was super dedicated to building my business. Um, but really kind of the, the journey of it is that fortunately my business grew as my family grew in that sense. And so, yes, it got harder. I had to make childcare decisions. My kids are currently in school full time. This summer I went part time for the first time ever, which has been a goal of mine since I started. But as you know, like not an easy goal to hit. I'm finally putting a team in place that's helping me as my business has grown. But I didn't have those luxuries in the beginning because you're growing a business. I didn't take home a paycheck for the first four years. So we were living off of just my husband's income. I mean, I, in order to make my business sustainable, I had to pay for like daycare costs. And that was like where I was at. But really fortunately, like I said, you know, I got pregnant with my first baby. And for me, I was like, I have to, I'm a fitness trainer. I can't like film pregnancy. I didn't title anything pregnancy. I was like still jumping, doing all these crazy hit workouts. And then I had my baby and I was like, still nothing like, you know, we're not. And then, but I learned a lot throughout my first pregnancy. And then I learned like, Hey, there's a lot of other women who are athletic, who love to fitness before they had babies. And then like me, they got pregnant and they looked on YouTube and it was all like, breathe, lift your leg. Like, and I was like, what about all the women who are lifting 20 pound weights before they got pregnant? Can they still do that while they're pregnant? And so I was like, there is a mass need for workout videos for women who want to stay active throughout their pregnancy, who are active before, and we need to fill this gap. And so I was like, if I can't find anything on YouTube, certainly no one else can. So we really saw like, I saw this like need. And so the second time I got pregnant, I was like, we're jumping on this. We're filming a ton of pregnancy workouts. And then same with my third pregnancy. We filmed pregnancy workouts for women who wanted to continue to maintain strength throughout their pregnancy. And that opened up the gates for us too, as far as just like growing my business. Like there was this need, we filled it. So that really helped grow the business. And very fortunately, I know COVID was not a blessing to a lot of businesses, but COVID was a huge blessing to my business because the search for at-home workouts went up. Um, 
So it's just been a building and honestly, it's just like fitness. It's just like nutrition. It's just like anything. Consistency compounds. Like I've worked my buns off to build this business and it showed up every day with a consistent schedule of how many blogs we put out. It changes in every season, but like we're committed to putting this many blogs out a week, this many videos out a week, this many email newsletters, this many social posts. Even when I don't want to show up, we show up. Consistency compounds is like the biggest thing. It's been eight years, but I'm so glad I stuck with it. I trust me. I wanted to quit many a days. (laughs) Yeah. I appreciate all that. That's, that's so good. It's definitely, I love what you said. You don't quit your nine to five for freedom and, and all the things that you want, you quit it, quit it. So you can work as more hours than you ever have in your life. Um, talk to me about the mental and emotional progression that you feel like you have hopefully probably improved on. Like I know that early on in people's careers and their professional lives, they have a feeling of I'm not where I want to be yet. And they have impatience with that as well. And so how have you been able to have the patience with the results? And even when you want to quit, not quit. Yeah. I mean, the coolest thing about anything that you're pursuing is like, hopefully you're really passionate about it. Right. So that like lights your fire, but eventually like you are going to burn out or, you know, like if you, you have to really love it. And there has to be more than just like, I love this behind it. And the cool thing is, is as you build. So when I started, my audience was zero on all platforms, just like everybody else. But like, I was not a good trainer at that time. Like I was just learning, you know, I was just starting to teach. I found my love for teaching group fitness. And I just loved that idea that I would show up and everyone would turn their phones off. And for an hour, everyone was just in the room, sweating, having a great time, listening to music. I loved it. And I was like, how do I do this full time? You can't, I can't teach a hundred classes a week. I make 35 bucks a class. This is just not sustainable. And so taking it to the online space, but I was not a good trainer in the beginning. So when I had that audience of, you know, as it slowly grew friends and family or whatever, the more reps I got, the better I got. Right. And so like, as I got better, my audience grew, like, thank goodness I didn't have a hundred thousand followers when I started because I stunk. I was not good. (laughs) You know, I had a lot of learning to do as a trainer myself. And so it's really a blessing and a curse. Cause like you want to be up here, but you have to go through the grind to get there. Right. Like I had to get better. I had to film those terrible crappy videos in the beginning on my iPhone where I couldn't even, you know, didn't, I didn't teach properly. I didn't cue properly or whatever to get to where I am now, where I'm filming behind a professional crew and I, my queuing's on point. My time is on point. I have a team that's helping me count reps and do the timer. And like, you got to go through all that to get to that. You know, it's, 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 it's the journey. And while it stinks when you're in it, sometimes it's what makes you good, you know? Yeah. And I think it, what's makes you, it, it is what makes you ready for the success that comes your way. Like you said, if you had a hundred thousand followers or how many ever followers in the beginning, like you wouldn't have been able to keep them. You wouldn't have been in, you wouldn't have been set up with email lose, newsletters, all these kinds of things to where, it would have been able to work and operate seamlessly. Uh, and so it took time to be able to build that foundation so that you were ready for the success when it came your way. Yes. 100%. Awesome. So I think I want to real quick, I want to go back to the fitness part to kind of round out, round out the day, because I know a lot of people who are listening, especially women, but guys too, wonder about what is like an ideal fitness routine look like? I know I should probably be doing some strength training, some cardio, how much of each, so talk to us about not a general recommendation, but what, what you, how you go about planning your week and designing your week and the style of workouts that you're looking to complete. 
Yeah. I mean, we get that question all the time, you know, strength, cardio, the ratio, all that stuff. And honestly, it comes down to your goals. Like it, it is personalized for people. Like what are your goals? And so if you're training for a race or 5k or a half marathon, whatever, then yeah, you should prioritize that over your strength training. I'm not saying you shouldn't train, train, you should, but like your run should be priority because that's your goal you're training for. Right. So that's, that's an example. Now, if you're just like an everyday person who's just trying to maintain, you're just a mom who's trying to train for motherhood, like strength training is so stinking important. I will say that over and over again. Um, but I think the best workout you can do is one you're actually going to do. So if you love yoga, you love bar, you like, I can tell you all day that this is what gets the best results. It's strength training and it's picking up heavy weights and it's progressive overload. That's how you're going to see changes in your body. Uh, but if you don't love it and you don't do it, it's not a program. <laughs> it's not effective. And so do whatever it is you love. If you love to run, you love to cycle, you loved it. Like that's first and foremost, I think do whatever it is that you like to do, because that's what you're going to do. Uh, so the best plan is one that you'll actually do. Uh, but, but yeah, strength training is definitely the bread and butter, but as a female, we've been conditioned a lot of times like cardio and running. I mean, I went from, I mean, literally my cycle, I played college volleyball. Finally, no one was telling me to strength train anymore. I found a desk job sitting, put on a bunch of weight. It was like, okay, I need a fitness goal. Started running marathons. Cause that was a natural, like, that's how I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to run. That's what everybody does. Right. Started running marathons, got really bad stress fractures, switched to strength training, saw a whole heck of a lot of results, did fitness competitions, loved it, loved, hated it, I should say. <laughs> um, and then really found like the happy medium in the group fitness studio as like my jam. But what I thought the group fitness studio was missing is like a lot of just like bouncing around. Everybody picks up 10 pound weights. And I was like, okay, we never get any better. I've been doing this for a year. I'm not seeing anything change. And so taking it back from like, I have to do this hit class every week, every day with 10 pound weights and feel tired to, oh my gosh, I can strength train three to four days a week with heavy weights. This is fun because I get to like challenge myself and go up. And really see results. And then I started working out with my husband a lot more and seeing like, dude, this guy does not work out nearly as hard as I do. And he looks way better. Like, how do I do this? And I started picking up split training. So instead of doing full body every day, you know, if I'm working out five days a week, split training, I've, I've devoted day to arms, devoted day to legs, devote another day to arms and legs, and then have a full body day and saw like really good results with my body there and saw like a physical transformation. And so that's like where I'm at right now is I'm trying to do about five days a week and try to split train. So my goal is typically right now, one arm day, one leg day, one like core focused day, unilateral work, and then two full body days. And now that doesn't happen every week. Um, I have days right. where it's just like, yep, got to scrap that, go for a stroll run because I have kids home, whatever, being flexible within that. But when I got into strength training, specifically split training muscle groups, I saw massive results in my body. And I love that. And I wanted to share that with other women. But now here, like you got three days a week. That's all you got. Three full body days. Great. Get after it. Yeah. No, I love it. But and I, I appreciate the fact that you bring up the split training because I think a lot of females never, never do that. I think split training often probably has its roots in like bodybuilding, but that's not only who it's for that's just maybe potentially where it got its roots and because the the thing is when you just train your arms or you just train your legs or you just train a certain body part when you're going until fatigue you're going until fatigue because that muscle is the thing that's being fatigued not just because your entire body is drained because you've been bouncing around the entire time and your heart rates up and stuff like that so split training and doing different body parts on different days is super critical and definitely will allow you to make progress thing second to last question here Lindsay is there's a lot of people who 
worked out in high school or worked out in college and they used to be able to do certain weights and now they can't and that frustrates them. There's a lot of women out there who used to be able to do certain things but maybe then they had a pregnancy or two or three or however many and now they're not able to do what they used to be able to do. How have you managed your expectations or redefined success when it comes to fitness for yourself as you've progressed along your fitness journey maybe over the last eight plus years or so? Yeah. I mean, I definitely been last year in October, actually. So a year ago, I tore my meniscus filming workout videos. And so that was like a major setback for me. I mean, I've had pregnancies and postpartums, but I've never had a major injury, you know, like I've sprained my ankle in volleyball seasons in college and whatever, but never had this major injury that like really, I mean, surgery is painful, horrible recovery, like really set me back. And so that was really mentally taxing for me. Um, but upper body strength has never been a strength of mine. It's always been my weakest muscle group. And I've always just been like, yeah, it is what it is. I'm, I'm weak at upper body. Like I, the max I'll ever be able to do is 10 pull-ups and, you know, push-ups. Like I can do, you know, 10 from my toes, but I'm, that's it. Like I'm just weak. And then I had this knee injury and I was like, well, looks like all I got to do is an upper body. Like, and I just took it as, you know, and I was, so I really dove into that and I started doing pull-ups and I set pull-up goals. Now I ripped out 50 pull-ups yesterday. Like, I used to tell myself wow. this narrative, like I, I could only do 10 pull-ups. I was on max that any woman could ever, you know, whatever. And like, now I'm a mom of three kids and I rip out 50 pull-ups at least two to three times a week. And I love it. And I feel stronger than I ever have. And I can rip out 50 push-ups from my toes. Like, like these are things I just told myself I could never do. And so, and granted, I've been focusing on them for the last year and while recovering my knee, but you know, and now I'm squatting less than I've ever squatted. So, but I'm still like, at this point in my life, it's finding a progressive goal. I think we get so caught up in aesthetic goals, especially as women. It's like, I'm going to lose 10 pounds. I want to fit into this or, you know, whatever it is. I want to, it's always about our body image. And and if you, that's not going to keep you coming back. That's not going to motivate you. You know, that's not going to get you up at 5 a.m. losing five pounds, 10 pounds. But what is, is that pro- a progress goal. But I want to do 10 pull-ups unassisted with a band. Man, when I get to nine, I'm so hungry for 10. When I get to 10, I'm hungry for 12. When I get to 12, it just keeps going up, right? Like that progress goal is what's going to keep you coming back. So what is that for you? For me, it was pull-ups this last year. That's what kept me coming back when I had to do a seated workout on a box. And I was like, this stinks, but it was that progress goal of pull-ups. And so I think it's, what is that goal for you? Um, you know, I wanted to do pull-ups because my husband rips them out and I want to work out with him and I want to keep out with, keep up with him. And and they make me feel strong. And they're like the most, like I did 50 pull-ups yesterday. And like, that was my workout, <laughs> you know, like so efficient and so effective. I was short on time. So um, it's just effective and efficient, but finding what it is that's going to light that fire and keep you coming back. Is it 10 pushups from your toes? So you can do those next to your 14 year old son and show him that mom is still really awesome. Like, what is that? If you're an athlete inside that fires in you, you just have to find that goal. Yeah, that's awesome. And kudos to you for, like shifting your focus on what you couldn't, not from what you couldn't do, but to what you could do and saw it as, okay, what does this now make possible? Well, I can't do any lower body stuff, but this allows me to really hone in and, and dial in on my upper body stuff. That's awesome. That's great. Um, well, Lindsay, before I ask the last question, I just want to acknowledge you for having the grit, the determination, the persistent, the I'm not going to quit mentality to build a business, build a brand over these last eight years throughout three pregnancies, throughout so many different things. And it has so, it has paid off both for you, but for hundreds of thousands of people who follow you and get benefit from your content and from your workouts as well. So kudos to you for 
going through the grind, going through all the different things that you've been through to be able to get to the point where you are today. And I know you're just getting started and going to just continue to uh, elevate and continue to help more and more people. Thank you. Of course, of course. You guys need to make sure you go follow her on Instagram if you don't already at Nourish Move Love and go subscribe to her page on YouTube at Nourish Move Love as well at nourishmovelove.com. I'll have all that stuff linked up in the show notes. Uh, but is there any other good place that people should go to learn more about you and consume your workouts and content? I mean, no, we have our website, nourishmovelove.com and our YouTube channel. All of our content is 100% free. So it's all free, free workout plans, free at-home workouts, full length, follow along, all free. That's always been my goal to make it free we monetize off of ads. So you've got to deal with the ads that play on YouTube and the ads that are on our website, but um, all free content. And it's just meant to help women. And I mean, a lot of men do our workouts too, but just genuinely build strength at home. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, last question here, Lindsay, it's a somewhat hypothetical question. If you could only choose three healthy habits to do for the rest of your life, like for whatever reason, somebody told you that you can't do all the things that you normally do. You have to pick three healthy habits that, you're able to do for the next however many years that you're alive, then what would those three healthy habits be that you would choose to do? Yeah, for me, it would be walking outdoors. I think walking is the most underrated form of exercise and something I wish I personally did more. I was literally like, I'm going to go for a walk right before this podcast. And I was like, crap, I got to get this, this, this done. And I didn't. Uh, walking outside, most underrated form of exercise, getting 10,000 steps a day in fresh sunshine would be my number one. Um, number two, would be, I mean, you could categorize it generally and say like just strength training, but I would say pull-ups. I love pull-ups. I've fallen in love with them and I would just wish every woman would do them because you feel so stinking strong. Um, so I would do pull-ups. I'd walk every day. I do pull-ups and I would, I wish this is hypothetical because I wish I could do this, like grow my own food. Like I would love to have this big, beautiful garden and but I have three kids and I would love to grow my own food, pick my own food and just eat it. Like, I just think that's such a thing that used to, people used to do. You just like, we grew our green beans, we grabbed them. That's what we had for dinner. Like, I would love to do that with my kids. We have a tiny little baby garden, you know, <laughs> where I grow like 10 green beans that gets us through maybe half a meal, <laughs> but I would love to grow my own food, but that's hypothetical. So for now it's just. That's awesome. That's awesome. Hey, maybe one day you get the combination of you get your business to a point where you don't have to spend as much time and then your kids get older to where they can help and help out maybe a little bit, then maybe it's something that you could actually uh, make happen. But today was awesome, Lindsay. I know so many people got so much value today off of the practical things that you shared that you do when it comes to looking at your week through the lens of what am I going to get my workouts in? What am I going to cook for dinner? What your ideal weekly routine is from a workout standpoint, from a protein, added sugar, all that stuff. There are so many great things in here that a lot of people are, are going to absolutely love. So y'all make sure you go follow her at Nourish Move Love, subscribe to her YouTube page, check out her website. There's so much great free content on there. But Lindsay, that's all we got today. I really appreciate you joining. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Lindsay on how to be a healthy parent and entrepreneur and how to raise a healthy family. If you'd like to try out the one week free trial of the virtual 10 week transformation, then go to nickcarrier.com slash free trial. Some of my biggest takeaways today from Lindsay were she plans out her week to know when she has 10 minutes to prepare a meal for her family versus when she has 30 to 45 minutes to prepare a meal and changes up the meal accordingly. She's continually working on being flexible with her workout schedule so she can pivot when life happens. She aims to have less than 35 grams of added sugar a day and aims to eat 100 grams of protein every day. Her ideal weekly fitness routine consists of one arm day, a leg day, a core and unilateral day, and then two full body days. When she had her meniscus injury, she didn't let it keep her down. She redefined success 
focused on what she could do and became a badass at pull-ups and push-ups. Keep making health and fitness a priority in your life so you can continue to get closer and closer to your best you.